Hey everyone, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. I'm Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And today we are diving back into our favorite little thing, (laughs) the New City Catechism. And we're, our, I don't know, what should we call this? A mini series at yeah. this point? Yeah, okay. as well. Sure. A little uh, Old Testament Ten Commandment mini series in which over the next several episodes, I would think, we're going to be discussing, discussing the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. because those are the questions that are asked. If you are following along on an app or if you happen to have a printed copy of the New City Catechism, you'll notice that question eight is what is the law of God stated in the Ten Commandments? But then question nine is what are the first three? Question 10 is what's the fourth and fifth? Question 11 is what is the sixth, seventh, and eighth? And question 12 is what what does God require in the ninth and tenth commandments? So there are several questions dedicated to the Ten Commandments. We were talking just before we started recording, and we've decided we're just going to play it by ear as to exactly how we go through it. Mm -hmm. It sounds like we'll take it week by week because I think there will be plenty to talk about, but I think no matter what, our format is going to have to change Mm -hmm. because normally we ask the three questions, right? We, we have a, what is, what does the world say is the answer to that question? What does scripture say? And then how do we live that out in our lives today? That'll work out pretty well, but over the next few weeks, it'll be hard to say, what does the world say? that God requires in the fourth and fifth commandments. So the conversation might change slightly. We might get a little more in depth about what's hard about fulfilling that, what of the world or of our flesh causes us to struggle against those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Why is that not a natural tendency in the world? Um, But overall, we may not ask that question specifically the way that we have been doing it. Anything to add to how we might go over these? That's great. Okay. Well, then let's dive right into it. Question eight of the New City Catechism is, what is the law of God stated in the Ten Commandments? And let's start with the question, what does the world say? And let's generalize it just a little Mm -hmm. bit. What does the world say that God commands of you? Let's start with, um, let's, well, there's a few different routes we can take, so I'll leave it open. Mm -hmm. What What does the world say God commands of man? To take the approach that tends to happen for more of like a legalistic person um, who's a Christian, they're going to say that God commands strict adherence to these actions, is the way I'll I'll phrase it, uh, that God has commanded in Scripture, including all throughout all the Old Testament and the New Testament today. Mm -hmm. And the other spectrum is God just says to love people. And that's like his one commandment. And if you're loving someone, then whatever you're doing is probably good and right. Yeah. Okay. Let's dive into that one a little bit more. There's probably a few more nuances to, especially that second one. So the the first is love others. That's how, Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Where do we see that play out? Like what realms of belief and humanity do we see that play out? What religions or what cultures do we see that in? Gosh, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty common in the n- newer progressive movement in the church mm-hmm. uh, that really pushes on love. Uh, and they tend to focus on that only and say that that is the ultimate command of the Lord. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Beyonce mass was, yeah. a, was a good 
long two episode illustration of the idea of loving others um, and how you can take that to an extreme mm-hmm. to um, say that's God's ultimate commandment. You know, we talked for a little bit about that. Um, that's that quote in there about loving um, mm-hmm. viewing the world as a partner. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, you know, God loves you. Like that was their ultimate goal, right. Was this idea of, of having others feel the love of God. Yeah, it, often it remove it kind of changes the definition of love to uh, more of an exper- experiential love that you show to someone else. But the definition of like what is love is a little bit more vague and open to each person. Um, and so, it, for me, my biggest question is, you know, God says to love everybody, but how? And there's mm-hmm. no real clear answer on. I, I hear of it from the progressive side. It's kind of up to you. And what you think is the best form of love. Yeah. Regent, what does it look like for, let's go to your, your statement. What does it look like for legalism to be the, the answer to that question? Yeah, this one, it, it kind of makes me laugh. I, I at least grew up hearing stories of this, but there, there's a, a verse in somewhere in the old Testament that talks about don't get a tattoo or something along that lines on that body. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, uh, you misapply the Old Testament, uh, you can take that verse literally and you could uh, say that anybody who gets a tattoo on their body has sinned and is denying the Lord. I don't know what they all, what they all say, but it's this, it's this extreme adherence to what I would say is the actions that are described in the Old Testament and not the heart behind the actions. So extreme, extreme rule following, yeah. extreme law following, mm-hmm. to, and and it's works-based, yep. right? the idea that what you do will bring about salvation and mm-hmm. how well you do it is a definement of how much that salvation it sh- will be bestowed upon you. Yeah. 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 All right. What about the middle ground? You know, um, I, I'd say there are people who aren't legalistic in the sense of the extreme realm, mm-hmm. like we just talked about and they're not, and there's, there are people, those same people are also, they're not, just, oh, God loves everyone as long mm-hmm. as you love people, right? I feel like there's a large chunk of people who say, be good, mm-hmm. right? It may not follow the legalism, like, but I'm a good person. But what, is, what, what, what does that mean? Like, what type of people do we see that in? Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree with that statement? I think that's like a large majority of our culture is kind of... um yeah, I am a good person. If you do good things, then you're going to end up in a good place after you die. And all God requires of you is just to be good in the broadest sense of the word and whatever that means for you. So cultural Christians Mm -hmm. would be a really great example, right? Um, Cultural Christians are some of the most dangerous uh, because they're the ones they think they're saved. Yep. Right. Um, in many ways, witnessing to an atheist is much easier than mm-hmm. witnessing to a cultural Christian, someone who thinks they're saved and is just not truly listened. Um, sorry, I feel like I'm dragging a little bit today. Like my mind is taking a while to fire on all cylinders. <laughs> but I was just thinking through. I feel like that is a large chunk of people that mm-hmm. go to church. Oh, I 100% agree. Right? Yeah. Be good. Just just do good. Do good to others. Do, do what you know to be good. And uh, as long as your goods outweigh your bads, you're mm-hmm. going to be saved, right? It's mm-hmm. like a like a bank account. Yep. As long as you have more deposits than you have withdrawals, you're okay. Mm-hmm. And I think there's another category of people 
not in the church that view God um, giving his commands as some like dictator laying out these super restrictive, super impossible things to live by that since they're impossible, there's no worth, no sense of even doing it or that Mm -hmm. God is a bad God or a mean God because he puts so many rules in place. Right. And so I think that's what um, a lot of people that are kind of anti-Christianity maybe kind of feel that these commands given by God are not meant for good, but they're meant for evil um, and that they are um, stripping freedom instead of giving freedom and that, yeah, at their core, they're just not a good thing at all. And I think that's where we have, uh, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. See, this doesn't work out very well. Um, uh, I think that's where we have um, seen a lot of the, uh, you know what? I lost it. Regent, did you have something to say? Yeah. Well, one thing that's <laughs> kind of interesting that comes to mind out of that, uh, they, that's almost kind of the same category as what you're just talking about with uh, people in the church that are kind of, uh, you know, you, you go fill up your bank account. Uh, you've got these that you just described who see the commands as impossible and they're actually recognizing, you know, the fact that, you know, scripture calls us sinners that we're, you know, we are we're sinners, you know, we're, we we're, all fall short. We short. all fall yeah. short. That That's true. Like there's nothing we can do to come up to the level um, of being in the presence of the Lord. And they they just see that the commands the Lord puts out as the means to get there, recognize that we can't get there through the commands. And then thus think the Lord is evil. Whereas then you've on the other side, you've got these people in inside the church who are almost like lackadaisical, like, Oh, I, I do these things enough. I'm good. I can spend time with the Lord. Just a little nuance, yeah. Uh, but it kind of the sim, a similar situation, but just like emphasizing different parts of the commands the Lord has provided and, and what you're able to, how you're able to interact with them. Yeah, yeah. I remembered what I was going to say now, and it was just that out of what I've, Hannah was saying was that that's the idea of where like it's a relationship, not a religion, came from. Right? Mm-hmm. Is this push against viewing God as just rules? Mm-hmm. Push against the people who. Um, were struggling with believing in God because mm-hmm. of what they assumed it meant to be a Christian. Yeah. Good. I think we hit a lot of those things. It's very similar to a lot of the other topics we've talked about. The I feel like we've said many of these things on previous New, New City Catechism questions mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because the New City Catechism is building up a great foundation of when we hit into part two and part three, I'm super excited. I really want you guys to stick around till after we get through these 10 commandments because we're going to start getting like, there's a few very complicated questions after yeah. that and it's going to get real, yeah, going real, deep sp- real quick, real oh, spicy. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be real spicy real quick. So, um, all right, let's just dive in. Um, let's talk about what the actual answer to the new city catechism is. I believe the way we've done this, it's been a few weeks regent, but I'm it pretty has. sure I've read the answer and you've read the scripture. Yeah. That sound right. All right, here we go. What is the law of God stated in the Ten Commandments? Well, it's the Ten Commandments. Here they are. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not covet. 
The scripture is simply Exodus 20, verse 3. It says, you shall have no other gods before me. Um, that's it. Which is the start of when the Lord gives the Ten Commandments in Exodus. So it kind of kicks you into all this. So if you're going to go read it, I would read Exodus 20, verses 3 to 17, or just all of verses 1 to 22 to kind of get the context. Yeah, why do you think they chose to just do that one scripture? I've heard it, and I can't articulate it well, but essentially that that verse kind of sums up all the Ten Commandments. So like if you are breaking one of the commandments, then um, then in some way you are putting some other God before the one true God. You are committing idolatry. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I really actually love if you look in Exodus and verses, verse 2 right before it, the Lord start, starts by saying, I am the Lord your God. He brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before, before me. Mm-hmm. Like this, I, like I am your God. Have no others. And if you Taking think, it off into if this. you think about it, like thinking even about remember the Sabbath. If you are prioritizing things over um, this time of rest and remembrance, like you're putting your own self on the throne of your heart instead of God, and you're putting your own um, wants and desires and needs above obedience to God, which is putting a different God before him, right? Because it's a God of yourself. And so I think a lot of these commandments all tie back into that one. Yeah. I think that ties into the question I'd like to ask. Um, We're going to dive into each one of these commandments pretty specifically. So a good overview would be nice. Um, I think one of the questions that needs to be asked, because it's a question that the Apostle Paul takes great care to talk about uh, several different times. Mm-hmm. What was the purpose of the Ten Commandments? Like, why why, why were they given in the first place? Why, why do we need the Ten Commandments or the law of God? Mm-hmm. In, like, one of the biggest things it does is that it reveals our, reveals our sin and our inability to uphold all that it takes to be holy as God is holy. And so it reveals our need for Christ to be our intercessor, to um, wash us clean of our sins and to um, make a way for us to be in communion with God because we can't do it on our own. Because if we go through the list of God's laws, like we all break them probably every day. And so it helped reveal our own sinfulness and our need for Jesus. In Israel's context, this they're receiving this just after they have left Egypt, and that's 400 years of slavery. So they've come out of you know being in captivity, are now on their own, wandering in the wilderness under the guidance of the Lord. Um, and they have the stories of Abraham and that time where they lived for the Lord, but they've been under captivity for a long time. And this is a way for the Lord to give them ways to live their life that are honoring to him. Well, and they're about to enter the promised land where all these super sinful people are living and all have their own ideas of who God is and what it means to live life on this earth. And so, so many of these commands he puts in place is for them to be the set apart people and to not be like the surrounding nations, which is much what it is still like for us. Like, how do we live a life set apart because of what Christ has done? It's by obedience to um, his law and his desires. Hmm. So it reveals um, sin to us, right? It exposes our sin, exposes our nature, sort of what you kicked off with there, Hannah, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I hear in that as well, it reveals God's nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think those are the, the two main keys. It 
not only reveals our sin and our sinful nature, but as Hannah's talking about, it's how the Israelite people were going to be set apart. Mm-hmm. It's because they were going to be made more like God, right? Mm-hmm. And so through the Lord giving the law, that is how he's revealing his own nature and character to mankind. Yeah. Um, remember, this, the commands are, be holy as I am holy. Mm-hmm. And then the list is, here's all the things that make mm-hmm. me holy. I don't do these. I'm set apart in this way. And so we see time and time again, we fall short and we fall short because the real standard is God himself. Mm-hmm. And and the law is just a way of him revealing and and showing us the standards yep. that are him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just really think about it from the Israelites' point of view, right? So we, we have Adam, who's in relationship with God and sinned because he broke a commandment given, mm-hmm. right? Do not do this. And, and, and Eve as well, right? Um, do not do this. And so they're cast into exile and there's punishment mm-hmm. for it. You've got, you know, the time of Noah where it says man was corrupt. It says mm-hmm. they did not honor God, right? They were evil. Um, violence was over the earth. And so God punishes them for their nature. Um, you, you follow the line down from, from Abraham, you know, Noah, Abraham through the patriarchs and You've got God in relationship with these people and following very specific commandments to them, and they're Mm -hmm. honored for those very specific commandments. But this is the first time that general commandments are given, Mm -hmm. right? That everybody would hear and everyone follows. Before that, it was in covenant relationship with these patriarchs, Mm -hmm. and you were righteous or not righteous based on the promises of God, and if you trusted and believed in them and followed them. Mm -hmm. And so... It's a radical shift. It's a mm-hmm. drastic change in who God is. Um, not that God is changing, but in their understanding of him. Mm-hmm. Because any Israelite, any you know, son of Abraham is now held to a very particular thing that for them could be counted as righteousness. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it really is God revealing himself in a brand new way, mm-hmm. you know, to us. Um, he's continually revealing more and more of himself throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge milestone yeah. for all of mankind because there, I just, it blows my mind. There wasn't commandments before this yeah. in, in this way, you know, I've always wondered what that would have been like the first time hearing it because so much of this, you know, 10 commandments is so common at least in, in, in our area to like, you know, that's one of the first things you learn about growing up. Right. From like, what would have been like without a society that has uh, a framework that at least affirms a lot of these uh, and, you know, just been something completely new. Yeah. Because our whole society is based on these. Many societies now are based on the idea, like don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, don't slander. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's insane to think through that like that wasn't a standard given mm-hmm. yeah. you know, anywhere at that point, at least not in this form for sure. Um, and I just love that, uh, you know, thinking time and time again, I just mentioned all those patriarchs. It's in relationship, mm-hmm. right? Everything happened in relationship. Well, Regent, the, the scripture you just read, how did that, how did that verse start? I am the Lord, your God who, right? Yeah. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. Look at that. Even that starts with relationship. Yep. I am the God who has had this relationship with you. I have this history with you. I have a relationship with your father's father's fathers. And through that relationship, like you're going to know one, that this is me. But two, through that relationship, 
Now here's the commandments. And so even the commandments were born out of this covenant relationship with mm-hmm. God's people. And that, that shouldn't be missed. Like that is God's way that he has functioned. Uh, the, the way that he has chosen to operate among people is through relationship and through covenant mm-hmm. and, yeah, and the so law good. themselves, like the, the law itself falls into that as well. Yeah. Good. Um, so I didn't mention the apostle Paul, what he says about it. I think that's, a good summary. Mm-hmm. You want more in depth, uh, open the book of Romans, um. read that a few dozen times, and mm. then you can pretend to understand it like the rest of us. Oh, yep. <laughs> it is a complicated book, friends. Yeah. Um, a beautiful book. Uh, but man, what a theology textbook that thing is. Mm-hmm. That That is a, that is a, if you really want to start understanding the law a little bit more and its purpose in mankind, Romans would be the first place I would go. Yeah. Galatians is good too, but yeah. Romans. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Shall we continue sinning? All that grace may abound. Oh my goodness. By no means. Okay. Good. Um, I think we've covered the generalization of like, here's the Ten Commandments, here's what they are, here's why they exist. How, this is beautiful. Um, you know, what does it look like for us to live it out? Well, we're gonna see that over the next several questions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so maybe I think Hannah had mentioned this before we started recording. Maybe just talk about like why do we even listen to them still? Or what kind of value, like if, if we are going to live these out, we're going to hit each one very in depth of the next few weeks. Um, why do we as Christians find value in them still? Like, why mm. do we still listen to them? Why is it, it's almost like asking, why is the old Testament there? But you know, let's, mm. let's have that discussion for a minute. Everyone's nodding at each other. You go, no, you go, no, you go. Well, one thing that I think is just really clear throughout the Ten Commandments is, as as we've kind of touched on, is it orders us. It, it shows where we sit in in relation to God, and that's beneath Him, and we can look to Him uh, and love Him. So that there's value in that. There's value in knowing who He is and His character. You know, even thinking about not applying it to our lives, but knowing that He values life. He doesn't want you to murder. He values. Uh, our relationship to not commit adultery, to not steal from other people. Um, those are all just revealing of his character um, and the way he's laid things out for us on this earth is, is at least one answer you could start with. Yeah. So continuing to reveal God mm-hmm. to us now. I loved what you said about um, he values life. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He values life because he says not to murder. Yeah. I love that. Um helps us to, in this day and age, still know the heart and nature of our God. Yeah. Beautiful. I'd, I'd throw in there, uh, why do we care about it? Because Jesus said, I came to fulfill it, and mm-hmm. not one jot or tittle. Is that, what does it say? Jot, Something or, dot I, or iota. Yeah, iota. dot or iota. I thought the iota was the dot. I don't know. Isn't I don't remember. Iota? Anyway. Something about an iota. iota. It's not even a little itty-bitty little writing marking thing. Yeah. Um, will will be will be gone, will be wiped away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's come to fulfill it, not to abolish it. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus came to fulfill the law of God, um, how much more should we understand what Jesus came to fulfill? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not abolished. Um, it, God has not like just forsaken, forsaken, forsaken? Forsaken. He has not forsaken all that he has done in years past. Um, like I said, he's continuing to reveal himself. And so I'd say one, because Jesus himself said, hey, don't get rid of this. You know, mm-hmm. we follow the principles of the law instead of the particulars now, because we are not the Israelites. We are, well, most of us are Gentiles and 
Um, we'll get into that discussion later. But, you know, for now, we follow the principles, not the particulars, um, is a, a good thing to sort of keep in mind as we head into these as well. Mm-hmm. Annie, you got anything to add? Nope. Nope. Okay. I, I don't know if there's any much more to discuss at this point because I don't want to get into a lot of the in-depth stuff until the next few weeks. Regent, you got something? You got you got that look on your face? You're like, I'm about to say something. Yeah, I I, I just want to make the comment because I do this so often in my own life. Uh, especially if you're familiar with the Ten Commandments, try not to glaze over or like just breeze over what they are, what we're going to discuss, discuss about, or even in your own life and reading. They, I mean, obviously they're part of scripture, they're full of value, but it's one of those areas that if you take the time to just meditate on or spend a little bit more time in, you do find beauty in it that you didn't find when you were younger because you're learning in a whole new way as you're getting older and growing mm-hmm. more with the Lord. So I just encourage, if you're like me and you come to this, you're like, I know this, let's move on. Don't. Yeah. And I really love how that pairs with what you've already said to Regent of how the law reveals the nature of God and reveals his heart and what mm-hmm. he values. Um, man, what a beautiful, concise way to see what the Lord values. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas like there are many passages in scripture where you have to read a large chunk to really understand what God is saying here and understand the nuance of what he values, but what a concentrated amount yeah. of, of, you know, 10 verse or 12 verses or whatever, 10 commandments and 12 verses or whatever it is. And just man, concentrated godliness right yeah. there. And it covers a wide array of, you can touch on basically every aspect of your life. Yeah. Great. I think that'll do it for us today. Yeah. Friends, we're looking forward. Hang, hang tight with us as we sort of figure out over the next few weeks. Clearly, we don't want this to be boring. God's word is not boring, and we're not going to sit here and try to make it boring. So uh, we'll figure it out exactly how we're going to discuss it. Um, we're really looking forward to it. If at any point you have questions about this, send them in. Send them to Cody R at cdbible.org, and uh, we'll get to them. Maybe we'll just take a break from the catechism and come back, even if it's a question that is not related to the New City Catechism. We're always here for you, ready to listen, ready to pray for you. That's what we're doing every week, praying for you. Just know uh, we love you, and we'll see you next time.